with y'all. Welcome to the Journey to Develop Her podcast. Let's go. This podcast equips you with the real estate and wealth strategies you can use to develop and enhance your skills, experience, and profits in real estate while also being healthy on the inside and the outside. You ready? We are showcasing some of the world's greatest male and female real estate developers and entrepreneurs. Now it's time to develop. Here's your host, real estate developing queen, Deontay Chantel. Let's go. Hey everyone, it's Deontay Chantel, real estate developer and the host of the Journey to Develop Her podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We do have a special guest coming on here tonight. And just so you all are aware, we have a woman of God. We're gonna be talking about how to get unstuck. We're gonna be talking about healing, spiritually and emotionally, as well as getting out of our own way, getting unstuck, getting out of our own way and whatever else you guys decide to ask her. So we're gonna have Dr. Sweeney Bruce come on here. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> How are you? All is well. well. Peace and blessings. Thank you for joining us tonight. It's an honor to have you on the live edition of Journey to Develop Her. So Thank welcome. you for having me. Thank you so much. Yes. So, so you and I recently did an event um, for Pop Journey, which is your organization, which is based out of Newark. And we're going to just have fun tonight. We're going to allow the people who's watching live and on the replay know where we come from, how we even got into um, just building other people up, because that's what you're known for, right? I'm known for it too now, um, but in different capacities. And we're just going to have fun tonight. Yes. <laughs> All right, so tell us um, who you are. So for one, this is Dr. Sweeney Bruce, but I want you to give us an introduction of who you are and what you do. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so my name is Dr. Sweeney Bruce, and I am a life coach, which specializes in healing and deliverance. I'm also a pastor <laughs> of Shannon Sweeney Bruce Ministries and the founder and CEO of Pop Journey, Pursuit of Purpose Journey, which is a women's empowerment group. So yeah, so <laughs> that is what I do. <laughs> awesome. And then before we get started, everybody share this live out with 10 people. Okay, we need to get these numbers up. And I will edit this part out. But I do want everybody to make sure that the content is getting out to the right person, right? So you know somebody that's stuck, they're dealing with worthiness, they're dealing with self-confidence, they're just dealing with the woes of life. Um, you definitely want to share this live with them right now before we dive in to all of the amazing questions. And at the end, you guys will be able to drop your questions in the question box, or you can do that now, and then we will address the questions later on, okay? So Dr. Sweeney Bruce, she says she was a minister. She is, um, of course, an entrepreneur or business owner. She's a life coach. So she, I've actually come to her within the last year by my own personal business. <laughs> <laughs> but the main thing, and, and during that time, I was actually stuck, okay? Um, 2022, the whole first three quarters of 2022, I was actually stuck myself. And a lot of you know that because I've shared my testimony. Well, not all of it, but most of it. 
Um, but what is some advice you can give to the people on here, the non-believers and the believers, about how to get unstuck? Oh, wow. How to get unstuck. Well, I first want to start by saying that getting unstuck is a choice. When you really think about why we are stuck, right? Um, fear, due to fear, uh, due to uh, no direction, not really knowing what direction you're going in, um, just uh, not being focused. A lot of people are stuck because they're distracted, right? So when you think about all those things, it's making a decision. First, awareness, right? So awareness, you, you're aware, like you stated, okay, I was really stuck, right? So reaching out to someone who can help you to get unstuck. So awareness, number one. Number two, you want to make sure that you're making a decision to move forward, to get unstuck. So that will entail that you really sit down and look at your life. What is it that's causing me to be uh, stuck? Identifying what is causing you to be stuck and then making decisions that will help you to get unstuck and move in a forward moving direction. Yeah. So for, for those who don't know, okay, I guess I got to tell my business to make this a little juicier too. <laughs> but I was, um, I was stuck because I was getting out of a relationship for one. I was, I called off a wedding. I was supposed to get married, y'all. Called off a wedding. I was just like, you know, untethering myself from a person, mm -hmm. which is hard enough, literally. So you, you got these soul tie connections, whether it's physically, emotionally, or whatever. You just planning out your whole life with a person, and then now you it's just it's over, right? Literally. Mm -hmm. I was three months away from my wedding. Wow. Yeah. But you know, when God say no... Thank you. Thank you. No questions asked. I was like, right, right. I wasn't so much sad. Like, oh my goodness. Like, what am I going to do? Right. But I knew that God was no longer in it. Mm -hmm. um, or, he, or he could have never been in it. Right. Maybe I was just so blind. You know, we'd be wanting stuff to work. Yeah. It could have yeah. been that too. <laughs> Whatever it was, I knew I had to get out mm -hmm. of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, but at that point, my finances were commingled into the relationship my livelihood everything was like codependent on this man mm -hmm. um and you know that's that's what happens when you're building a life with someone mm -hmm. so i think when i came to you i don't remember what it was about <laughs> but i knew i felt cemented like i felt mm -hmm. stuck to the point where the person had came back in my life in some type of way, not for romantic reasons, but me trying to help them. And he'll probably listen to this. Mm -hmm. um, and I still felt stuck. Like I felt even obligated that I had to help him because I just wanted to be a good person. Mm -hmm. um, but it was kill like, that's not what God wanted. So ultimately, yeah. it, it was like, it was some warfare mm -hmm. behind that mm -hmm. because I was in disobedience, right? Yeah. So can you talk about, can you... Um, Give us some revelation on like disobedience in your eyes, like disobedience and warfare and like how it all could be like making us stuck because we just wasn't listening. We just wanted, yeah. to, wanted to do. Well, well, definitely uh, disobedient, right? That mm. was one of the things when I think about my own journey, that was one of the things that cost me, that initiated um, me going into the stage of being unstuck because 
I was a people pleaser, right? So I suffered from that disease <laughs> to please. And because I suffered from that disease to please, a lot of the decisions that I made was to please others. And going in one direction when God is telling me to go into another direction, right? And a lot of times, these are people that have supported you. These are people in your life that have helped you. And now you feel like you have to pay them back, right? You want to be supportive to them. And uh, again, fear. Fear plays a big part in being stuck. Because you 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 have these fears that if I don't do this, then, you know, the person may leave my life or whatever, or I may never see them again, or just feeling obligated. Like when you look at your situation, you were saying, you know, well, I, did, I helped him. I knew, probably knew I shouldn't, but you felt like some type of obligation there. And so when you feel obligation, when you uh, trying to people please and all these things, it's gonna cost you to be disobedient and go in a direction that God do not want you to go. And one of the things that really helped me uh, to get unstuck was I had to learn to say no. Like I just did not know how to say no. And saying no, using the word no is the most powerful word that you can ever use, right? And, and changing the way I uh, saw no, right? Because I'm thinking I'm one who suffered from rejection, right? So a person who suffered from rejection, they had a lot of experience with rejection. The, the mm -hmm. word no can, it's something that you don't want to use because looking through the lens of rejection, you feel like no is another way of rejection. So in, in, your, in your mindset, I don't want to reject this person like I've been rejected. So I'm just going to keep saying, yeah, I'm compromising, but I'm going to keep saying, yeah, I'm, I'm giving away my birthright, but I'm going to keep saying, yeah, like I'm doing stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing, but I'm going to keep saying, Yes, because I don't want to reject other people the way that others rejected me. And wow. so it costs you to be disobedient. But when you are disobedient to God, it really robs you of everything that God has planned for you. If you notice, not only do you feel stuck, but you suffer loss. You're not focus. Most people become anxious. They get anxiety. They get depression, everything. Why? Disobedience, um, it separates you from God. And anytime we be separated from God, there would be fear. Fear mm. of everything. <laughs> talk about, and, and look, we could just talk about fear, growth, fear of change, you know, fear of the unknown, mm. just if you're on the right yeah. track. So imagine yeah. if you're not on the right track how it, it can affect you right so yeah <laughs> let's take a see moment there <laughs> yeah i definitely i definitely probably need some deliverance from rejection um something happened this year actually that kind of opened up a can of worms and we talked about this off here okay <laughs> with rejection but and you know and it's not the rejection part, it's just the other parts that piss me off. But anyway, 
but it's still a root of offense and a rejection and mm -hmm. um i wouldn't say offering spirit because that's something else but it's yeah. it's all rooted from the same place right yeah um so i'm glad that you you touched on that so let's talk about maybe being stuck in because not only was i just stuck like a dance like i don't even know it was crazy but it affected every aspect financial mental i definitely was dealing with depression um you know i'm writing a book so i'm going to tell all the juice in the book mm -hmm. it is going to be a real estate book but we're going to talk about like the the testimony like the god moment the godly mm -hmm. factor of how i even got these projects built mm -hmm. um because it was truly god mm -hmm. but I literally had to surrender to God, like yes. God make a way of escape for me. Okay, because I don't yes. even know mm -hmm. how to get out of this situation. And then, though I was dealing with like like the, one of the darkest periods of my life, and I I feel like every time something happens, it feels like it was so dark. And then once I get out of it, I'm okay. But it mm -hmm. was weird. It was like I'm one. I'm watching a person who it's a reason why we didn't get married me trying to help them and then it was just certain things being said and i was just like was i this naive or was i this stupid or like i just started feeling like crap mm -hmm. <laughs> and i don't know if because the, the person was there i don't know what it was but what are some tips we, we talked about one you have to admit that you're stuck you yeah. have to want the help you have Awareness. to want the so what are like like three things you would tell people um, to advise them to get unstuck, to get out of their situation immediately? All right. Well, um, the first thing is, like I said, you have to choose to move forward. Like a lot of people don't realize they stuck. You know, they, they're saying, well, why this is not working out for me? Why everything I try, I can't move forward? Or why, you know, they asking a lot of questions and they don't understand that they stuck. All they know is that it feels like I'm in this cycle. Like I'm going around and I'm doing the same thing and some things I'm doing differently, but I'm getting the same result, right? right. So they're not really aware that they're stuck or why they stuck. And so some of the signs that of knowing that you are stuck is lack of clarity, right? When a person's stuck, they really don't have clarity in what direction they're going feelings of over being overwhelmed, right? Those are some of the signs of being, um, you know, being stuck, um, feeling lost, not having a direction in which, which you're going to go. And that's what happens when we separate ourselves from God. That's what happens when we, uh, disobey God and decide that we're going to manage our own lives. We love to manage things, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we try to manage our own lives when, hey, the creator who have created our lives knows the plan and the purpose of our life and he has the blueprint, right? Right. So in order for us to walk in that, the Bible tells us that God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Right. So he's that light that can take us through those dark situations. But he also say, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and give you a future and a hope. Right. How if he say, I know the plans, then we have to connect ourselves with him and allow him to order our steps and direct our paths because we don't know the plan, even if he gave us a glimpse 
we still don't know the full plan. We don't know the process. We don't know that the roads that he's going to take us through. We don't know the way that he would take us so that we can go around the roadblock, right? Mm -hmm. The roadblocks of life, um, things that get in our way. And so, um, first of all, you have to, so you're going to, you're going to surrender. Once you aware that, okay, something going wrong because we know if god is in this god open up doors he makes a way in the wilderness he tells us all these things so it's aligning yourself with god knowing that wait a minute let me stop for a moment and and see what is going on get some quiet time i like to say fast pray get some quiet time turn your phone off don't go on social media and really think things out. I'm a journaler. I love to journal. So I'm writing stuff down. I'm recording everything. I got three books. All three of them came from a journal, <laughs> right? From notes that I have taken. So really getting clear or clarity from God. God, am I in alignment with you? Is this is what you want me to do? A lot of times too, being stuck is just God not making no way for you because he's saying don't go in that direction daughter don't go that way i need you to go this way because what i have for you is different right so um <clears throat> writing down goals you got to get clarity so it's different things you could do you can write write down goals and what direction am i going in what do i need to do to get to this place that i want to get to being stuck could just mean like you just don't have clarity because a lot of times we're trying to go places and don't have direction a lot of times we're trying to achieve things and haven't read the manual effort <laughs> we for those who don't know and the manual is the bible okay for those who don't know absolutely we'll learn today the, what they say the bible basic instructions before leaving earth yeah <laughs> it's true yes yes so. yes mm -hmm. so like that just brought back some flashbacks for me so for those who don't know okay this, you've never seen me before this is the podcast that we're doing live, but um, we have Journey to Develop Her. And I, because I went through so many like different emotional changes, craziness, I decided to do a segment called Develop Her Diaries. And yesterday mm -hmm. I noticed that it was like about two years ago or more that I did the very first one on live. And it was based on a scripture that God gave me, which was Philippians 4 and 13. Mm -hmm. At the time, I didn't know what God was telling me, Philippians 4 and 13 for in my dream. Mm -hmm. I just knew mm -hmm. I dreamt it, so I started studying it. Um, but I kind of regret not journaling all of last year, all of this yeah. year. Because now mm -hmm. it's about to be real good content for somebody. <laughs> and I have to really yeah. like go back to like, what was I thinking in that moment, right? Yeah. So I encourage all of you, even if you don't like formal journaling, even if you have to do like bullet point style, like I was doing like brain dumps, like whatever I was feeling, mm -hmm. I was just releasing it on paper. Not like a dear God type of letter, but just, all right, I feel mm -hmm. fat today. Like whatever, whatever it was, mm -hmm. I was just writing it down. <laughs> so I do encourage you all to just write how you feel, mm -hmm. um, but definitely get into the word of God. Um, I, buy, I had to buy books during my toughest seasons on how to pray. I didn't know how to pray um, before. Mm -hmm. 20 we'll say 18 
I didn't really know how to pray. I really didn't really know how to pray until I joined my church. Well, I first encountered my church in 2019. That's mm -hmm. when I started learning how to pray mm -hmm. effectively. And, you know, we're still learning. I'm not perfected at it. But buy books on prayer. Buy books that have prayer points in it. Yes, um, it does. Watch, you know, ministers that have a ministry of prayer um, mm -hmm. and start adding that vocabulary to your prayer life, right? Absolutely. Um, so I, I would say that, but definitely start journaling because God has a funny way of using your darkest moments and he will make mm -hmm. you showcase it just to deliver somebody else. Yeah. So I, yes. I'm, we're writing a book. I have someone helping me, but I have to really go into that dark part. Like, all right, what would you think about? Like, mm -hmm. what was the thoughts? How was you getting out of it when you couldn't feed your daughter or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be? Mm -hmm. Or even when your daughter's father was in court mm -hmm. trying to take your daughter, like, what was your yeah. real emotions? Yeah. How did you really feel? Mm -hmm. um, so now I have to go revert back to those feelings. Like, all right, mm -hmm. what happened? Yeah. So yeah. I encourage you all. And also, um, you know, it's knowing the word of God yes. is great we want to know the word of god right because we are spiritual beings having a human experience right so we want to know the word of god because the word of god does not return void so when we speak the word of god then what we want and desire will manifest god created the world what through spoken word right so that's important but having the word and not being obedient, it still won't do you any good, right? Knowing how to pray, you know, you can know how to pray, but if you're not being obedient to God, it's still not going to help you. And I have to point that out because, you know, when I went, I actually, I went through, I, I talked about it at Pop Journey, how I was triggered by a certain thing and once i got triggered at on top of that i began to burn out i might have been already in the process of bur burnout you know anyway not having boundaries and all of those things set in place but all the word i know intercessor trained by the holy spirit experience burnout but i still went through a phase where i felt stuck you know loss of direction um you know fear came in all, all anxiety depression all those things came in why i was not aligned with god i wasn't in line, alignment with god i had got out of alignment with god so uh knowing praying is great knowing the word of god is great but aligning yourself with god is most important yes. oh and i obey when he say go go when he say do do when he say 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 and when he say stay you stay <laughs> you know it's true. so yeah no it's true um a lot of you have been hearing me talk about you know me just being obedient hearing that small voice you know, some of y'all here got in different ways, but you do have to be in alignment of God. I don't think God would have came through for me the way he came through for me last year. I don't think he would have dragged me up out of that pit last year mm -hmm. if I was just living willy-nilly, mm -hmm. okay? Like, not living for him. Like, I, I've been mm -hmm. consecrated. Um, mm -hmm. I ain't gonna get into all the details, but I've been, like, my, my body is submitted to God. Mm -hmm. I'm not having sex. I'm, I don't drink. Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot.
lot of things. I try not to cuss. Well, I haven't cussed in a couple of months. <laughs> but you know, I'm intentional about living for God. I'm, in, right, right. I'm doing daily repentance, right? Um, with that being said, I don't know how things would have turned out if I was out here busting a wide throwing it low, like I wanted to do, right? Because I could have easily just went like after. I decided I wasn't gonna get married. I could just be like, you know what? Let me just get back into these dating streets. Let me just date who I want to date. No, I still had to be submitted to God. Like it was yeah. a guy, you know, I could have dated. Mm -hmm. Fine, okay. But but I had Ooh. to be focused. That's a whole like, number five. Girl. <laughs> yes. Because the enemy sent that one, okay? He sent them. Because he knew he was like, you want them tall? Hey, like. <laughs> I mean, he sent the man that I would have wrote down on paper, okay? Mm -hmm. In real estate, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast for another day. But with that being said, I could have easily fell into a trap. I could have mm -hmm. easily been conniving by any means necessary, just doing things to feed my daughter. I could have just been out here like with no with no fear of the Lord. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. But because I stay focused and I stay focused on him and I did go back to the word. I was in a situation where I felt like I, I was under a closed heaven. Mm. Like the block, yo, last year, okay? The mm. blocks that was happening, like even when I was in transactions, it was like so much resistance mm. and hindrance. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was like everything was under attack. A deal that should have took three months was taking seven months. Things, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like regarding my finances, mm -hmm. I had people suing me left and right. I had wow. like, I was in attack. I was being attacked from every angle as a mm -hmm. realtor, as an investor, as a developer. We can't go into those details yet. I gotta wait until the houses are sold, then tell everything, because mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. never know who's gonna be listening or watching. Right. But these projects probably wouldn't have got done. Okay, mm -hmm. let's just say that. It was not yeah. about to be done. Um, but with that being said, I was stuck. So yeah. thank God my church, I don't even know why they get prompted to pray the prayers they pray. But they had us, you know, slaying in the spirit with the sword. Okay? Mm -hmm. Slaying. Yeah. But not only that, praying for open heavens. Yeah. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. of us don't know sin causes our heavens to be closed. Be closed. Um, yes. disobedience, disobedience causes our heaven mm -hmm. to be closed. As as yeah. uh Dr. Sweeney Bruce was saying earlier, all of these things causes a, it could activate a curse. I hate to use that word. Mm -hmm. But it yeah. could activate a curse. Um mm -hmm. You know, gossip. I'm learning. Gossip could activate a curse because I had a yeah. different situation. Mm -hmm. But again, we're not thinking about these things. We're just living, right? Living, just right. have to be mindful. And the more we get into the Word of God, the Word yeah. of God will be very telling. Yeah, we'll and that, that's your ammunition. Yeah. You know, yeah. whenever I go through warfare, um, you know, like, I don't just jump in and go through warfare. You know, I always ask God, okay, Lord, release me. Give me permission to war. I need a strategy to war, and I need ammunition to war, right? So ammunition is his word, of course. You know, like, you know, if you're in a real war, people have ammunition. It's bullets, right? Well, the word of God, the scriptures is our bullets, right? That's our ammunition. And we want strategy. We know that we serve a God of strategy. So whenever you see all the battles that took place in the Old Testament, what God gave them strategy. He, he released them to go to war. 
he gave them strategy on how they needed to war and then he gave them ammunition and you know in the bible the, the um god says the battle is not yours but it's the lord's right so if the battle is the lord's we got to use the lord's word he is the lord is the word and the word is the lord so we're using that and that's how we know that we will win the battle but i also want to talk about the flip side of this because a lot of times um we could be fighting and um uh, going through some resistance, right? And we could be fighting, but what if we're fighting God? I was just thinking that. <laughs> what if we're fighting God? One time I had the real, I said, what if you're fighting God? What if God is saying, you're not really ready for this, Shannon, right? So hold on, slow down. In my timing, I will open up the door. In my time, I will open up the window and pour my blessings upon you. So I don't want the audience to think that it's all the time the enemy or all the time warfare. Some things God is just saying, wait on a little more longer. You have to go through a little more training. There, there's a, you got to finish out the process, the state of the process before you can enter in because some things we're not ready for some things we're in training for <laughs> and some things the enemy is trying to hinder us from having so we gotta seek god on what is it what is this god is this warfare or are you telling me to wait a little while longer am i rushing to go ahead of you so it can be a number of things, but that's where relationship comes in at. Having that relationship with God, fasting, praying, listening for the word of God, and then obeying God. And if he say, wait, you wait. If he say, uh, uh, he'll let you know if it's the enemy, then he's going to give you strategy. But one thing in my experience, one thing I noticed that whenever God said, this is what I'm going to do for you, right? So okay i'm i'm a dreamer i have dreams god deal with me audibly and through night vision right and just say i'm gonna use my first book for example he says you're gonna write a book so he showed me in a dream first mm -hmm. that you know the book but he showed me the enemy was going to try to block it right and so i went through stuff that i knew the enemy was trying to block it because god had already showed me how the enemy was right there when the book was trying to be revealed right so mm -hmm. god would give you a word for that god always give you a word that is gonna keep you and sustain you in hope mm. and keep you walking by faith so that you can make it through the warfare because we don't get to do anything without resistance without warfare i love the book of nehemiah 4. nehemiah mm -hmm. 4 it talks about when god told them to build right when he told them to build what happened the enemy that's when the people turned against them and tried to hinder the work from happening right so when they was trying to hinder the work from happening nehemiah had to ask god hey what is this and God let them know. But what did they come up with? A strategy. So he put some men in place who would praise. 
he put some men in place who will pray and he put some men in place who will war. So God will let you know what that is. And we know that, you know, it, listen, what God has for you, can't no devil in hell stop it. And he can't <laughs> rob you for it unless you allow it. But God always give you a word to keep you mm -hmm. and abstain you for that warfare. Mm -hmm. That's so good because that's why I got the Philippians four thirteen, because it came a couple months before um, the uh, breakup. Came right, it's like it, it even came right before he got sick because he got sick, and then we. Mm -hmm. But that's not why I broke the little. But yeah. anyway, it came before all the craziness started, mm -hmm. just so I had an anchor yeah. word. And yeah. At the time, I didn't people have could cause you to be stuck too. See, sometimes, and, and sometimes we could think we stuck, but it's sometimes people that we're connected to blocks is, is stopping us from receiving our blessing. So, <laughs> let me tell you what I remember is because we could have got married sooner. So I remember saying, "Hey, well, once this get right or this get right, God made sure it never got right." So it just kept on being prolonged. Um, as soon as he was out of the picture a lot of things just started to be released to me. It was like, God was like, all right, I'm gonna send this person, I'm gonna send this person. I even got the gift to speak in tongues like the same week he left. So it was mm -hmm. just like, he yeah. had, you know, not to say this person's a terrible person, cause he's not. Um, he just wasn't my person that God had. Exactly. Um, that, and, and that's so important for, you know, the people to know that it doesn't mean that the person bad, but like you said, they are not your person. And if you're unequally yoked, now a lot of times we say, oh, unequally yoked means you're saved and a person not saved. No, it could be two people that say that's unequally yoked. Like you ain't supposed to be on my boat. <laughs> like Jonah. <laughs> Jonah was supposed to be on the people's boat and he crossed those people a lot of habit. Okay? That's funny. So sometimes we're not supposed to be on people's boat and sometimes they ain't supposed to be on our boat. <laughs> so, and, and when, when we're displaced, things will ha happen. Mm -hmm. We see that with Jonah. He was displaced, hiding from God. <laughs> uh, so we'll never say no people trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I even noticed it. So when 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 there was the reconnection, God was like, "Oh, he's back. Let me stop. Let me put a halt to this again." Like mm -hmm. it was like he couldn't bless me unless I let some things and people go. Yeah. Even this season that I'm in, I was holding on to something where it was like unforgiveness, and we're it's perfect segue to talk about forgiveness and healing, right? Um, mm -hmm. I was hold, I was harboring unforgiveness towards two people, and God had to show me the dream. Get over it. Forgive the person. Yeah. I, I, I thought I, I thought I forgave them when I was in Israel. No, when I came back from Israel, he he was like, "Go read this scripture." So when I read it, I'm like, "You want me to apologize to this person, or you want me to forgive them?" And I think I did both. I just apologized again. Mm -hmm. And then I did was like, you know, I forgive them 70 times, 77, whatever the scripture was. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, let's talk about forgiveness. Oh, oh God, I'm doing a whole series on, you know, I'm on the second part, right? Of forgiveness. I didn't, I didn't so, know. So um, 
last Thursday I did part one, mm -hmm. right? And I talked about the deposits and withdrawals of forgiveness. And mm -hmm. then part two, which I taught on Thursday, I talked about the consequences of unforgiveness. And so this Thursday, I'm doing the third part. When and I, I saw, tell you, mm -hmm. unforgiveness will block your blessing. It's make yo yo. It, it's yes. stuck. It's getting unstuck. Like you have to forgive people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and all connected. That is all. A, a, so many people are stuck because they won't forgive, Ooh. and you can't Mercy. move forward. And um, you know, the word of God said when Peter asked Jesus, "Hey." Well, how many times should we forgive? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, seven times, 70. <laughs> like, you know, not that we're going to forgive 490 times, but as many times as it takes, that mm -hmm. is the many, that is the, a number of times that you will forgive. And for forgiveness is not necessarily for the other person, but it's for us so that we can be free. My God. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can be free. So yeah, forgiveness is so important. So important. So, so okay. let it go. We got to let it go. <laughs> so, all right. Now, two things. Tell people why, because there's somebody on here that need to hear this. Why do we need to? Not more than, let's deep dive a little deeper than Besides the fact that Jesus says so, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Like, what is it doing to us emotionally, spiritually? Oh, I talked about this. Mentally. Oh, okay. So, Physically. <laughs> unforgiveness opens the door for fear. It opens the door for anxiety. It opens the door for depression. And I quoted two doctors in my sermon. And one doctor. <laughs> who is he has he's a, a oncologist and he deals with his patient these patients that have cancer for you you guys who don't know what an oncologist is he studies um cancer so he stated right that 70 percent of his patients is dealing with unforgiveness he said that that not only do unforgiveness make you sick, but it keeps you sick, right? And do you know that unforgiveness is one of the symptoms in um, the health book? It's one of the symptoms, and they use uh, forgiveness therapy to help people to overcome forgiveness. That's how, and, and who knows that? Who knew that unforgiveness is a diagnosis? Like, you know, it's, it's actually in the book. Like, can't, like cancer or high blood pressure or other things, unforgiveness is in there. It's recorded in there because so many physicians have found that these illnesses and diseases is attached to unforgiveness. And so, so talking about being stuck, mm. you can't, how you are, you can't get unstuck until you forgive, until you let it go. A mm. lot of people think if I forgive them, I'm releasing them. You know, I'm saying that it was okay that they did what they did, but that's not the case. 
you're releasing them because it's causing you to be stuck. One thing my mother used to say to me, she said, girl, don't, don't do it. She said, let them go. She said, because you be sitting here mad and they've been on, went on and lived their life. And that's so true. Mm -hmm. The person who's holding the unforgiveness is the one who is suffering. But not only that, I was given scripture on how the Bible talks about, he, um, um, Jesus says, forgive, you have to forgive so that your father, which is in heaven, could forgive you, right? And for those who would not forgive, it's a parable in the Bible in Matthew. And a parable is about this man who owed the debt. He owed the debt. And so the man came, the other guy came to collect his debt. So when he came to collect his debt, he begged him, oh, please, please, you know, don't take my wife. Don't take my possessions. Give me time to pay this debt. So he forgave him of his debt, gave him more time. He leaves out of there and he go find someone who owed him. And, and then he tell him to pay him. And the guy said, please, please release me of this debt. I don't have it. Same thing. And he said, no, he did not want to do it. So, so when the guy heard about this, he said to him, you wicked thing, you just begged me to free you from your debt, but you would not release him. You were supposed to release him just like I release you. But the Bible says how that man was then turned over to the tormentors. Oh my God. When you don't forgive, you are turned over to the tormentors. And let me tell you something, people who don't forgive, who don't release people from offense are tormented. They tormented with depression, tormented with anxiety. They can't sleep at night. They tormented with loss of sleep because they up thinking about what somebody did to them, what somebody <laughs> said to them. <laughs> I was big. And so you, you are the one being tormented. So forgiveness Ooh. is for you, not the other person. So I, let it go, let it go. <laughs> and, and, and do more damage to hold on. <laughs> so what are some prayers that we can pray? Like, wow. like, cause the next question was how, right? So mm -hmm. I think we gotta, we gotta give people the verbiage. So yes. that God, so God could help them with this time. Cause there's somebody yes. listening right now, whether they're on the live or off the live, it might even be me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> How are we going? How, what, what we need to say to God to feel better about so, the sense that we're it's, it's, it's the scripture, right, that tells us in the Bible to cast all our cares upon the Lord, mm -hmm. right? So if that, if, if you are been holding on to something, turn it over to God, cast that care upon God. The second thing is David says a very powerful prayer. He says, Lord, create within me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit, right? Because unforgiveness, what does it do? It gets in the heart. And this is why our blessings are blocked. This is why we get stuck because it gets in our heart and our heart becomes stony and hard and God can't flow through it because <laughs> only thing comes from the heart is the issues of life. And if you having issues with somebody, that's what's going to come out. 
It's coming out in your verbiage. It's coming out in your behavior. It's coming out in your tone, right? So we got to say, God, give me a heart that forgives. You know, help me to lay aside every weight that easily beset me so that I can continue to run my race. But most importantly, knowing that forgiveness is for you. I'm not giving this up because I'm saying that the person is right in what they did, but I'm giving it up because I know that it's being harmful for me. The second thing is that mercy. I talked about mercy. Now, God extend mercy to us each and every day. Mm-hmm. We ought to extend that same mercy to others. That's true. If we want the, our, our Father to forgive us, then we have to forgive others. And when we think about all the mistakes and errors that we have made, it helps us to be able to extend mercy to the other person because we all fall short of the glory of God. Amen. We all have said something. We all have did something to hurt somebody, to offend somebody, you know? So we just got to let it go and say, okay, well, it's okay, God. I'm turning it over to you. and let him fight the battles that's it (laughs) so those are some of the scriptures you can pray (laughs) Uh, for whoever for whoever holding that's blessing me love yourself enough to let it go perfect in perfect segue because we need to talk about confidence and worthiness oh yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah i don't know where to start with this one but um hmm. okay okay since this is like my diary okay <laughs> i was dealing with worthiness. i was dealing with worthiness um and in different phases of it right so one part it was like this whole social media hype crap that's why i see me on social media that's why i'm not consistent on social media because i don't care about people um Flashing their car, flashing this, flashing that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one point where my worthiness was tied to my finances. Mm-hmm. So when God removed all of that, he's like, focus on me, right? Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God and everything will be added to you. Um, so once the finances was restored, then it's like, all right, I'm ready for my husband. And this is very, what I'm about to say is very very what is the word vulnerable right so because of the type um um, because someone the type of person um i do desire to marry and we had this conversation before so you know what i'm about to say (laughs) because of the man i desire okay he ain't gonna be no little yeah hoogling whatever the word is Mm -hmm. but the man i desire is a consecrated man right so I'm desiring this man that's on a whole nother level. And I'm like, God, I'm not even on that level. Mm-hmm. So I started feeling less than. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about my past. Like, oh, I used to be having sex with this person, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm not even, in my mind, I was thinking, I'm not even worthy for the man that I want. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. And I'm okay. like, so- this may not be everybody's story, but that was my, that was okay. my confession. So first of all, I want to say, um, don't you determine your worthiness allow god to do it the bible says 
as that he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth the favor of the Lord. So first of all, it's God prepare me for my husband, not God. Oh, I'm, I got to look for somebody that's equal to me, and we make all these standards, right? Mm -hmm. But I found what I found in my own life, as well as being a pastor and observing other people and, and having the marriage support group, that God don't necessarily bring you somebody like you. He be bringing you somebody opposite. <laughs> you know, like, you know, my husband, like, we are so different people, right? Mm -hmm. But we complement each other. And the reason why we're together is not so much because he is who I want him to be or I am who he want him to be. But we're together for a purpose, you know? Right. Because, you know, his, I asked him that question. <laughs> if God said that I'm your wife, um, what's your purpose in my life? Because I don't, I don't play games. I done been through abuse before. I done been, I done been there and done that. Like, mm -mm. so what is your purpose in my life? So know that what whatever man God sends to get you mm. have a divine purpose in your life and you having a divine purpose in his life, right? Amen. <clears throat> Not even, you know how we be like, oh, I want somebody that's going to complete me. Mm. You already completed. Can I say that? You it. already completed. You already valuable. You don't need someone to complete you. You need someone who will partner with you for the divine plan and purpose that God has for your life. That's preach. That's, that's right there. So right? let's talk about that. Because okay. some people, yeah. I know, I, right? I know that to be true. Mm -hmm. And this is why I know my husband is consecrated because I already know what God's purpose mm -hmm. is for my life. But right. for those who don't know what purpose, what their purpose is, how can you help them figure out what their purpose is? So, well, God will reveal what your purpose is. You know, a lot of times, you know, I was looking, I remember for me, I'm like looking, what is my purpose? I'm searching all these things, trying to figure out what my purpose, I was already operating mm. on my purpose. Since I was a little, little girl, God had me talking to grown women. And I was like, and they'd be like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be telling you this. Oh my God, you got so much wisdom to be a child. Like I was coaching people when I was a little girl. And as adult, people kept saying, are you a coach? Are you a coach? And I'd be like, what? I didn't even know what a coach was, right? But people kept asking me, are you a coach? People kept asking me, they were calling me prophetess. I'm like, I ain't no prophet. You know, I'm not no prophet. Like people were saying, when you get grown, you're going to be a pastor or somebody. Like people were telling me that. And I was like, no way. I ain't going to be no pastor. <laughs> I was already operating in my purpose and did not even know it. Like the things that, that God was doing. And that's why I said, we really been in training all our life for the things that we have to walk in. We just don't know that you know, um, warfare, all that. I was going through spiritual warfare, like warfare in my dreams, warfare and visions. It's when I was a little tiny girl, not knowing that I would be this intercessor, that God would use me in a prophetic way. They, not even knowing that he would use me, but it all was training for where I am today. 
And um, so a lot of times we go searching for purpose outside entities I'm talking about when purpose is rebuilt. Mm-hmm. In the word of God, when we think about the Holy Spirit role in our life, right? The Holy Spirit role in our life is that the Holy Spirit reveal things to us. Everything is rebuilt. Even though we suppose the Bible tells us to search, right? Because a king, it talks about how we search things out. It's our job, but who, not searching into the world, but searching to God and God's word for what does the word say about our situation? What does the word say about where we are? And really seeking that wisdom through the word of God. The second thing I want to talk about is one thing that can kill your purpose or cause you to be stuck. I, I, I was talking to my sons today, right? And we talked about this just today, how social media can cause you to be stuck. Because you're so busy looking at everybody else and you're comparing yourself against this person, that person, that person, which caused you to be stuck. It prevents you from showing up as your authentic self and who you are, who God created you to be, and doing it your way. Knowing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, knowing that you have already been anointed, appointed, and chosen by God to do a certain thing a certain way. Like God broke the mold when he created you. And so you can only be yourself. Somebody said, it it was a quote I seen on social media. It says, um, be yourself because everyone else is taken. (laughs) Right? So we're trying, and I was talking to my sons today, like, no, I used to let people say, oh, don't do this, don't do that. And people complain about my voice, the way I look and all of that. And then I'm like battling with fear, insecurity, low self-esteem because of what somebody said about me. And I just had to say, listen, you can try to change yourself all you want, but Mm. you can't because God is the one created you. So you just got to show up as yourself. And know that those who reject you or don't accept you is not your people. <laughs> Pretty much. You ain't my people. You know, like I don't have to change who I am for you. You just ain't my people. Right? Mm-hmm. So you focus on those that stay. You focus on those who are listening and just continue to show up at yourself. And the confidence is not so much in us but who God created us to be, right? Mm. Because when we have godly confidence, that's when we can really stand in who we are and show up as our authentic self. But if your confidence were founded by the world because they say you pretty, they say you smart, they said because they approve of you, the day they, they stop approving of you, that's a faulty foundation that will collapse. But when you show up in the confidence of God, that's it. Your foundation won't be shaken. <laughs> wow. This episode. Yeah. This episode. Okay. This is good. <laughs> we hit on every area uh, and they connected. Everything just 
which is yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, so, all of it is connected to why some people are stuck. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I could, I mean, this is based technically off of me, but you already did your uh, master class on it, but I didn't catch it, but I knew how yeah. I was stuck. Yeah. So, you know, this is like a diary. Y'all all in my business. Y'all know my business now. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have any questions for Dr. Shannon? Oh yes, I love Monet. Thank you, Monet. Yep. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Monet. It was she literally blessed us. We're gonna have a lot of sound bites and clips over this episode because this is really powerful. Any questions? Feel free to drop them in the question box um, for Prophetess Doctor. Oh, and it's <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Do I have any other questions? We hit on a lot. Yeah. We hit on a lot. But the number one thing when it comes to confidence and worthiness, like Dr. Shannon said, we need to know who God says we are. Mm -hmm. That's important. So yeah. I encourage all of you to start doing your own Bible study where you're you know what God says about you. You know the promises of God. Because that's another thing. Some of us forget what the promises we don't even know that there are promises for us. Right. right. Um so we need to to know this is why it's important for us to know the word the word okay? yes absolutely and if you don't know what the promises are google it google what are the promises of god the google god, what yeah. does god say about me about my identity right that's another thing our identity yes. is so and we have to find our identity in christ jesus our identity is in god and once we learn our, that our identity is god then we we can operate in confidence, godly confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Because God don't make no junk. When he created it, he was like, very good. <laughs> you know, like, very good. Like, so we got to find our identity in God. But that, again, and that takes us back to value, right? If we know who we are in God, we'll know that we're valuable, right? A lot of times. Sometimes the reason why we don't know that we're valuable or we're stuck or we're operating in fear or low self-esteem and insecurity is because we don't know what God says about us. Now, God speaks truth. The Bible talks about the spirit of truth. But oftentimes we believe the lie of the devil because we don't know what God's saying. And if I knew, if I knew the word of God and what God said about me, I wouldn't have believed all the lies that, <laughs> that was told to me. I would have been able to counteract them. You think about Jesus when he was tested in three areas. Jesus knew the truth, and that's why he didn't fall for the lie. <laughs> Come on. That's a whole yes. So he made it out of the wilderness. Yep. <laughs> Some of us stuck in the wilderness. Because we don't know the word. Down to act a lie with the truth. We don't know the word. Ooh, that's a whole listen. We could talk about that for hours because it, it, those are the exact things that I went through. Anytime oh, your worthiness is built on anything, your confidence, your identity is built on anything other than God yeah. and who God says you are. He says what you are. It's the what, it's the why, it's the purpose. Yeah. Um, and then once you understand your purpose, you understand mm -hmm. why you have to go through warfare too. Like yeah. I said earlier, um, everything I've and mindset through. too, mm -hmm. because yeah, I, I not only did I have to stop believing the lie, I 
had to decide I'm going to be who God created me to be, right? And every, like F said, everything starts with mindset. You got to really change the way you think about yourself because those lies, hearing them over and over and over, we start to believe it. And then we start speaking stuff over ourselves. So you got to really um, change what you think. And that goes, I guess that goes back to the word again, knowing what the word of God says. But um, yeah, so. All right, so we got one question. Mm -hmm. um, Monet said, if you forgive and let go, why does it keep attacking you? Oh, okay. So, okay. We talked, oh, I talked about this. I talked about this earlier too. So, okay, you can forgive, right? and let go but we also have to change the way we think and then change the way we behave remember our behaviors are birthed out of what we think and what we think is birthed out of what we believe right so once you forgive a person and you let it go you like oh i gave it to god i forgave them in my heart so that offense is no longer a part of me. Now, what the enemy does, because he wants you to stay stuck, so he'll keep trying to send false evidence appearing real, that's fear, false evidence appearing real, right? To make you believe that you still stuck, that you still battling with this thing, but no, you're not. And you have to understand that everything like you know sometimes he come and try to say something i'll be like i'm delivered god heal me from that i ain't doing that i'll rebuke that thought in the name of jesus right so i'm just not gonna uh, let it let it come in i'm not gonna water the seed that he's trying to plant in my mind by meditating on it by speaking on it or anything i'm not giving it any time or attention the the other thing is you know the reason it may be some people may think that it's still attacking them because some of their responses to what is going on so let's talk about response versus reaction so just say you say god i give it all to you i'm letting it go i forgive them in my heart and the same mercy you extended to me i'm extending to them I'm not even going to talk about it no more. I'm not going to think about it no more. I'm not giving it any time attention. So then just say something happened, right? And then you react to what is happening. So what happened is when we react, we give it no thought. We just rebuttal or, you know, go in without thought. And a lot of times when we do that, what happens? we then go to participate in the negativity or this toxic experience that was going on but if we respond to it see to respond to something is to take thought to take your time and say now how am i how would what would jesus do <laughs> how would jesus respond to this situation and so when you respond you can say I'm not even going to engage in that. You know what? God will fight my battles. The battle is not mine. It's the Lord. So you see how 
when you respond, you're responding with the word of God. You're responding, asking God, give me words of wisdom to speak in this situation. Or give me, if, you, if I should not respond, don't let me open my mouth. See, some things don't even deserve a response, right? And so when you're operating in response mode, you understand that some things you should respond to and some things don't deserve a response. And so you would just say, I'm going to let it go. I don't even have to respond to that. But when you are in reacting mode, you react to everything. You're going to react. If that person mad, I'm going to react to them. I'm going to be mad too. If that person agitated, I'm going to be agitated too. You're reacting to what they are giving you. So no more reaction then guys we gonna respond you respond the way that jesus responds <laughs> and what did jesus how did jesus respond when he was in the wilderness he says uh man should not live by bread alone but every word that <laughs> proceeds out of the mouth of god <laughs> so we're gonna respond with every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god what does god say about that situation <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> My apologies. You answered something that I personally was dealing with just now, but mm -hmm. I know Monet. Oh, so I'm gonna add a. I'm gonna add a um, a rebuttal question really quick. What if the person is a narcissist? So she's saying that she's meaning like she's being like the person. She forgave them. She let them go. But apparently, mm -hmm. they're still trying to seek revenge. Oh. She's been killing them with kindness they're being a whole demon narcissist all right so, so look Monet, this is what you're gonna pray god i pray that you separate me from them as far as the east is from the west i have prayed that prayer for me and i ain't even see the bible says you will see your enemies no more yeah. that bible says that say you will not see your enemies no more so i have prayed that and people have come to me hmm. who was trying to get out. They wanted to live a holy life and the person wouldn't let them go. And I prayed that prayer. And they was like, Pastor Shannon, he stopped calling. I ain't seen him nowhere. Let me tell you something. That prayer <laughs> is powerful. What? Separate us from the east, from the west. Don't even let them cross my path. Don't even let me cross their path. God will honor that prayer. Right, because God don't want us to be in strife, number one. But see, some things are trapped. Mm -hmm. When when you release a person from something, but they continue to come, they trying to chisel away to get you to engage in that toxic mess. But no, pray to God, this person out of my life. Don't even let me cross paths with them again. Mm -hmm. Amen. They'll do it. Amen. Well, yep. say that prayer, girl. Now, wait. I got a question now. So, what if, what if you did something but you didn't mean to do it, and you offended someone, and they don't want nothing to do with you now? What can we pray about that? Well, first of all, uh, you repent, God. I'm sorry for what I did. I acknowledge what I have done. I repent to you, and I'm putting in your hand. But Father God, I pray that you, you will help that person release me from every uh, 
in which I offended them. And that's a prayer that I pray too. God, everyone that I offended, I pray that they will release me from that offense. And everyone who offended me, I pray that I release them from that offense. Amen. Because some people will hold you to that offense and they're holding on to you. But no, you pray that prayer and then just have peace. And I want to say this, that sometimes when we offend people, right, we can apologize and we can ask for forgiveness. Some people won't forgive because they want to hold on to unforgiveness and they'll be stuck, but you continue to move on. The second thing is that, you know, a person may forgive you, right? But it doesn't mean that you guys are going to come back together and dwell together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, um, some people in our life for a reason and a season. Right. You know, I've had um, situations where I knew that the season was up with the person, but I tried to hold on to the relationship for their life and things start happening. Why? God did things to separate us. I remember God shared with me. I said, what did I do? The person just stopped speaking to me and like wouldn't answer my phone. And I was like, what did I do? This is my very first experience as a young intercessor and someone new to the church. And I was like, what did I do? And that thing grieved me so bad. And when I lay, I used to lay out at 4 a.m on my little prayer pillar and one morning I went to lay out and when I went to lay out the Holy Spirit said you didn't do anything the season is up mm. so the season was up and a lot of time when the season up and we try to hold on to people God said okay start a little confusion there I need them to disconnect because I need them to go forward and that person can't go with them to the next level <laughs> can't go with them to the next level so wow. understand that there can be forgiveness, but it doesn't mean that y'all gonna be boot, you know, all like, you know, <laughs> boot, best friends. Right. Because they have a path and you have a path. And so it's like sometimes you're going together on this path and then you break off and go your separate ways. And we have to be okay with that. Wow. See, we're the one that plan oh this is my best friend we gonna be bff for life <laughs> mm. you know we bff for life you know and god is like no they just did to teach you something or mm. no i put that person there to teach you what not to do <laughs> some people are there to teach you what to do and some people are there to teach you what not to do <laughs> so we want to hold on to people and God is saying nope they're only seasonal people not lifetime partners they're, they're only seasonal people not builders they're not designed to build with you only to give you information so you'll know how to build right yes <laughs> <laughs> I receive it in Jesus' name. So Monet said, can you say that prayer line again? I'm trying to write oh. it down. Okay. I guess it was the one, the East from the West yeah. prayer point. Yeah. So God, I pray that you separate me from this person 
as far as the east from the west. Amen. Right? So you're praying. And you know they're trying to uh, trap you or the enemy using them. Lord, don't even let them cross my path. Amen. Don't let me cross their path. I don't pray no prayers. I ain't saying I'll be like, wow, I ain't seen them about 15 years. <laughs> you know, because God moved them because, yeah, so we can uh, pray that according to the scripture that say you will see your enemies no more. Amen. And no, Monet, know that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Pray that prayer too. Amen. No weapon informed against me will prosper Amen. father god i pray that you dismantle every trap that has been set for me Amen. yep Amen. dismantle every trap that has been set for me oh and jesus yeah. Amen. And this jesus was name. great this was great like this was <laughs> i feel like i owe you some money <laughs> <laughs> And this is what we call you, Dr. Shannon Sweeney. Bruce, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to add? Um, tell people, well, to close everything out. And also, I want you to tell people how to get connected with you, um, the books, the services that you offer as well. Okay. So um, you can go to my website at Dr. Shannon's with the S at the end, dot com. So Dr. Shannon's dot com. Um, on my website, it have all the services that I do. I'm also on YouTube at Shannon Sweeney Bruce Ministries. I'm on Facebook at Shannon Sweeney Bruce. And of course, I'm here on Instagram at Dr. Sweeney Bruce. And um, so any one of those, and you can uh, contact me. I even give a 30-minute um, consult for free so if you want to take advantage of the concept consult you can go through my website and make an appointment and um yeah we can do a free consult and um my book is um stages of my i'm sorry not stages of my transition um who am i as well as um outbursts birthing the authentic you unapologetically you can get them on Amazon. Awesome. And I do yeah. have both of them. I don't have it right here, but I do have both mm -hmm. books. Yeah. So everybody, um, definitely y'all should be all following Dr. Shannon. You should be booking your consult mm -hmm. and getting those books and whatever master classes she have, you should be on. Yeah. So this is <laughs> and if you're struggling with unforgiveness, go to youtube and watch part one and two <laughs> it, it's it's some real shit i'm gonna go on you know it's scripture so yeah part one and two and this thursday we're going to be teaching on part three so yeah it's time to get unstuck people we got work to do we got to move forward we got work to do we ain't got time to be playing around with the devil now <laughs> no this was good so everybody you should be going to share this live with everybody you know okay first of all everybody like the first 50 people on your followers send it out to them and the replay will also be on youtube and all platforms for podcasts that exist um probably by thursday it'll be on youtube dr 
Dr. Shannon does have a YouTube. So if you follow her, I don't know, is it Dr. Shannon? On, um, um, it's Shannon Sweeney Bruce Ministry. If if you um, go to my bio here at Dr. Sweeney Bruce, um, you can just hit the link and it'll send you straight to my YouTube page as well as my Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, yes, yep, everybody go Shannon follow her. Sweeney Bruce Ministries. She is a, a woman of wisdom and um, we just thank God that you came and this was great. Who'd have known? Thank you. So, so many breakthroughs. Thank you so much and for having me. It was great. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I got to go back and listen to this myself. Okay. <laughs> so um, thank you again. Mm -hmm. And we'll do this again, hopefully, in the near future. And may the rest of your 2023 be blessed and may you be under open heavens. Yes. In Jesus' yes. name, amen. Yeah. All right, amen. all of you. Go thank you, Monet, yep. for joining. Go, go subscribe <laughs> to the podcast on YouTube. Go share the podcast with everyone. Um, we're on YouTube at Journey to Develop Her. And if you look on any podcast platform, you should be able to find me or just put my name in, you'll be able to find me. And that's it. So love you all and have a good night. Okay, have a good night. God bless.